0: That's a growler.
1: Do you feel like you took a wrong turn in life? Welcome to Morrow's Motivations, where we talk with people who educate, motivate, and captivate you with inspirational stories. Here's Dontrell.
0: Hello, and welcome to another episode here with us today. To all of the listeners out there, I am excited to introduce you to my next guest. He is a man who has shown that he can make and achieve anything that comes his way, and that sometimes the path of the uncharted territory and the unknown can honestly lead to a better place than what you've originally planned for. This is a director of business development at a company called Climate. He is located in Utah. And without further ado, I would like to introduce Tanner Allen. Tanner, thank you very much for joining me. How are you doing? Doing all right, Dantra. I appreciate you taking some time with me. Oh, of course. Thank you very much as well. Thank you for being willing to share your story. It's one that I found very inspiring and I think is very motivational. And so I would like you to start, if you would, just explaining a little bit about yourself, kind of like a little bit of your history, your roots, and how you came to be to your current occupation.
1: Sure. So I I grew up in a household where my dad was in sales basically his whole life, uh, computers, jewelry, whatever. So I convinced myself at a small age that I would not be in sales and business and that I would do something else with my life, medical or be a fireman or whatever. And as I got older, I decided I wanted to be a radiologist. I went off to college. I did an internship at the hospital and I found out fairly quickly in that process that I did not enjoy being a radiologist and I, I needed to do something else to get myself through college i was doing a waiter job and i got a, quite the opportunity to become into sales for a hot tub company selling hot tubs mm. uh, when while i did that during college i found myself to be pretty good at it i enjoyed it and i made pretty good money at it so mm-hmm. i switched my degree in college to technical sales and i and i started going on that path Well, as I got through college, I got a little older, I got a few job opportunities and pursued a few things. One of them was with a local sports team, uh, Utah Jazz, L.A.H. Miller Companies. And in there, I was working with companies to do advertising for the radio spots. And during that time, I had a little revelation of starting my own little business, doing some survey research software for cities and I reached out to a few cities and I built an LLC and that became way tougher than I thought. I couldn't have the time for it. I supplied for my growing family and I didn't get my full swing at it. So it kind of worked out to be a failure. I still have the LLC. It's just sits there doing nothing. Mm-hmm. But from that experience, I, I started job hunting. I knew I didn't want to be in this market anymore. And there was a startup mm. business called Client based out of Ogden, which was a 30, 40 minute drive for me. But I went to the interview. They couldn't pay much. They knew it was an entrepreneurial startup. I would have been like the second or let's say third or fourth employee. I have shares in the company, but I didn't make much money at the beginning. I went home to my wife and said, look, I know I'm going to be in sales. I know I'm going to be in business. And I failed at starting my own. I want to take a swing at this one because it's something I believed in. And I knew on the entrepreneurial side of something I wanted to do. So I kind of took a, a, a jump there. I started with a laptop and Google. I started Googling companies that would be a good fit for our product and started building relationships from there. And and you probably know it's grown quite a bit. We've been in Inc. 5000, fastest growing companies for the last four years in a row. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been quite the ride and quite the situation and quite the learning experience, really.
0: Yes. Yes, I've definitely followed that. And I've seen just how that company has grown. I think the one thing that a lot of people, when they're trying to decide what it is that they want to do, they start out with kind of having somewhat of an idea, like a like a plan or what you hear in college. You know, you have an advisor who teaches you and shows you, Okay, if you want this degree path, you You take these classes and you can go that route. Somewhere in the middle of that, you decided, well, no, I don't want to do this. At what point, it sounds like when you started like your LLC and decided to try to be an entrepreneur, at what point did you see yourself accomplishing what you've done um, at your current company with Climates, but just in a different way?
1: Oh, that's a good question. So when I started my LLC, I made a few appointments and I went to see a few cities and I went to see a few contacts that I knew and I was trying to build up business. Mm -hmm. I remember specifically I went to a specific city, sat down with him. It was a great meeting. He loved my idea. He said he would like to participate in, in, in finance operation and put it into the next plan. We got a little bit farther in the conversation. I said, okay, what are the timelines? And he said, oh, I'll have a budget available I can't remember. It was the next year, or the next fall. And it was like eight, it was uh, 13, 14, 15 months away. And, was, mm-hmm. and then at that moment I realized this was going to take a whole lot more and a lot longer to put together with these kind of budgets. than basically I was at time for and had enough reference for mm-hmm. fast forward to climate's days. I started doing the phone call. I started forging relationships and I would sell or we'd make a, partnership of like five hundred dollars and i would treat myself to a hamburger because i thought it was so cool and proud of myself on these little deals mm-hmm. but what it really made a difference in, in climate is in the outdoor industry you make sleeping pads and backpacks and things and the one that could really tell where this is going to be a business is i got an appointment with cabelas and i didn't even know what i was going to tell them i was going to try to fit a place for them i didn't know how big the business was that mm-hmm. certain metrics had to be in place and we were not big enough to even be doing business with them And I went to the appointment and we talked through some things. And what they were doing is they were looking for a company to manufacture a house brand for them. So you take some technologies, take care of the manufacturing to do a house brand for sleeping pads. We have a tool in our office that we can do. We could belt out samples really quick. So we belt out a sample in a week or two and I sent it. And I kid you not, the, the main buyer and head of the camping department called me on my cell phone and said, I can't believe how fast you did this. This is amazing. <laughs> Let's move forward with you guys. It was four months ahead of schedule, and it was a by far the biggest deal we've ever landed. And it was at that moment I knew this was different. We didn't need all the timelines. I had the cash flow. This was going to be much bigger than I anticipated. And even to this day, man, five six years later, it's still Bass Pro bought Cabela's. It's still our biggest, my biggest account. We came just quite this partnership. But back then, Cabela's did business with companies that were at least eight million dollars. I think we mm-hmm. were three at the time. We were nothing, so we kind of had to fudge a little bit. But I at least knew that I had we had made it. We had arrived, and that was it was a path I was going to be on for a while.
0: Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I mean, I can only imagine. Like you know, that's the American dream story, right there. The company <laughs> starting out, you know, just very, very small um obscure and then this big company sees that and says you know we're going to take this chance and your hard work with that what what actually went through your mind when you realized you were going to win that that, that was your new like found purpose and career
1: you know one of the reasons i got into sales in general even because I tried to do everything against what my dad wanted was because of the up and down and the, and the winning feeling that happens to me. So you make a deal, you make a new partnership, you make a new sell. Mm-hmm. I love the the pitter patter of the heart in a sense where your stomach gets butterflies and it's just a good win that you just big breaths and you with lack of other words, you pat yourself on the chest. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that feeling. And I live for that feeling. And if I'm not doing very good with it, I know that feeling is going to come as I accomplish something and at that moment when I got the phone call from Cabela's and they said, let's do it. I, I, it's hard to explain how much my heart was beating out of my chest. And you don't want to show that excitement to them. It's just, oh, okay, yeah. that's good news. <laughs> you want to play kind of cool. a yeah. <laughs> But you get off and you run around the office, give everybody fives and treat yourself to a nicer lunch than normal. And you, you have to take sleeping pills that night because you're just, your heart was racing because of the big accomplishment. And I, I live for that feeling. Mm-hmm. And if I can find that feeling, whether it be with climate or even in personal wins in my life, that's what I enjoy. And so that's what. in that moment when they called, we, I did. The fives around the office, and we all went to a nice lunch and said, "Okay, we are, we are here to stay."
0: That's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. And since that's happened, you said it's been about five or six years. Yeah. Um, what has been some of the the biggest growth? that you've seen in yourself during that time? How have you changed along with that success? You know, th-
1: that call was a big milestone in my in my career, but it also created quite the uh, confidence level and the ability that knows that I knew that climate or I myself could do something, it could do something bigger. Mm-hmm. So as I went into my next sales calls, my next conversations, mm-hmm. I would use examples of what we're doing with other companies like Cabela's. And, and it became such a big confidence booster for me on what I could do. It was no longer, "Please work with me, please work with me." It was more like, "Hey, look who we're looking with. Would you like to work with us?" And once that mentality changed with me, with climate, mm-hmm. what a what a game changer on the way I presented things and the way I started communication and and partnerships and I, I believe that for life but that uh, having confidence in yourself and, and the ability to know that you can no matter what it's in even if it's with your family or with your friends or with a business it is one of the biggest enlightening features that a person can have at least of course in my opinion mm-hmm. uh, um, once i found it once i knew that we were going to be a big deal and once that people started saying oh you work for climate that's awesome i know them it just there's not that's a great feeling it's a great accomplishment to know that that you're a part of that and it just mm-hmm. gives you confidence in other aspects of your life. It just changes the career path. Now, when I started, it was co-calling from little shops from Google. And after mm-hmm. that Cabela's deal, I found that I could work on much bigger, more complicated, bigger turnout projects. And that did take a big turn. I set up teams and marketing platforms to create custom SKUs for bigger companies. And, and I have built up quite the business for Climate under that arm. Mm-hmm. in that direction it was a big change not only on me personally but the way i looked at climate and what else we could do
0: so have you felt that you've grown a lot just with your knowledge in that business field like that it's something that you just learn and you don't necessarily need school or training for in that sense that's a good good question yes for sure i you learn what you can in school and you learn
1: about case studies and examples but in the when i got to these certain situations or these certain things that you learn about our ips or the or those sales processes or the marketing terms that retailers go through—that is—that is such a different learning experience, hands-on experience. I went to meetings where they used acronyms I've never heard before, and I had to hurry and Google it in my free time to make sure I knew what I was talking about. The hands-on mm-hmm. experience of being able to learn those things in a business setting is is unmatched for sure. I I found that as I've talked with other businesses or other fields or other careers, I, I, it gives me a better sense of what they're talking about or forecasting or comparable conversations from a much bigger scale than, than when I got out of college.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you feel that what you've been able to learn about yourself in the business world and in the world of sales, do you feel that a person who may be out there interested in doing something new or trying something different, do you think it's a certain trait or skill that they have to have? or is it just something that can be learned as the process goes
1: along? That's a good question. Uh, to, from, from my experience and my you know, Tanner 101, <laughs> I feel that if you can learn to be a decent person, you can learn to be trusted, you can learn to understand people, that you can do self. And to be honest with you, you can do almost any business side of things because people are still people. And they still will connect with you on a personal level. So I learned and I, and I read books and I've read, I've listened to TED Talks and I've done what I can to see the different aspects of sales and how to convince or change or go about business relationships with people. And I, what I found for me is I just understanding the person, not mm-hmm. just needs, but understanding what they is important to them and understanding what they're going through is a big deal. And I learned that as I participated in it, and and not from the books that I read. Now, obviously, the books and the different aspects of school are are very important to give you an uh, idea of some of the things that are happening in the business world. But man, you can learn a lot just by diving into it. Each day, you learn something that works, something that doesn't work. Trigger words or something that's important to people or in that Mm -hmm. industry or in that business. And the next time you learn from that and you adjust to it and you figure out what's more important to that business or that business owner. And that is a game changer. And that can be very much learned. But one thing you can't teach is to be nice. You know, <laughs> it's got to be nice to people. You got to understand everybody's a person. They all have their reasonings. They all have their families. They all have their stories. Mm-hmm. You treat them like people and we can
0: go a long ways. I agree. I think we need a lot more of that in our day today. And I, I'm i glad to hear that that's how you personally run not only yourself, but your business. Um, aspirations and goals for those listeners out there how would you personally yourself define success
1: that is that is always the question isn't it i success is is what an individual makes of it i don't think it is completely just money or a business but i think success is is life in general how you treat other people how you Treat your kids, what you make of this life and as long as you're happy is a success. If, you're, if your happiness is running a fast food restaurant or working at a fast food restaurant or if your happiness is playing soccer, if you're happy every day, that is a success. If you're good to your fellow people and your fellow man, and especially your family and your kids and any other aspects of your life, it, it's going to be, that counts as a success for the individual. It's definitely in the eye beholder. I mm-hmm. get... Uh, not irritated, but it, it surprised me when people measure success only by a paycheck or what mm-hmm. their house looks like or a car. And I think those things are nice. I have a car and a house, <laughs> but that's not how you that's not how you measure it. But if you can look at that person and they are happy to be that parent and they're loving their life or they're happy dealing with their fellow men or just happy jogging along, I feel like they're being successful. They're doing what they wanna do and they're being happy about it. Success is defined in the eye of the beholder for sure
0: definitely with more meaningful things that are a little bit deeper than the material things you mentioned the house or the car but being with your family and how you treat one another
1: yeah and it can depend on the person it really can but Mm -hmm. defining it by physical attributes or physical possessions is not always how success works out Mm -hmm. and i've seen people that have have failed four times in businesses and they got the fifth one going. I I look at them successful the whole time. They learned, they built a family, they built a life, they built relationships, they're being successful.
0: Mm -hmm. Awesome. I I
1: hope I can teach that to my kids.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sure you're a great example to them just by them seeing how you're living now and what you're doing. I'm sure you do as much as you can even in the community you're in and trying to help lift others up. So as they get to that age, especially around college age, I'm sure they'll be able to say, hey, you know, dad's been doing this since as long as we can remember. And so this is how we're going to live our life as well. I can surely, surely hope so. Right. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: my, mom, my mom told me as a kid, is that she did her best job to raise me to be a man. And at that point, it's up to me to define the rest of my life. <laughs> and I, I think that is a, is a great way to look at it is I could do what I can for the kids and for the community to, to build up the best possible reason for success, whatever mm-hmm. that means to them. But at that point, it's up to them what they make of it for sure.
0: That's right. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Tanner Allen, for giving me some of your time. I know it's it's really busy for you over there where you're at. And I just, you know, I appreciate that and being willing to share your story. Hey, thanks for having me. All right, to all of our listeners out there, thank you for joining us. And till next time, please be safe and keep being motivated.
1: Thank you for listening to Morrow's Motivation. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend.
0: Wow, something is really different on the grower.